It is Thursday, January 14th. This is Jaguars Happy Hour. Jaguars Happy Hour is presented by the CSI Companies. And now, a guy who was once actually photographed getting off an airplane, <laughs> J.P. Shetrick. It wasn't a plane like that, though. Welcome in. Jaguars Happy Hour presented by the CSI Companies. J.P. Shadrick, Jeff Lagerman, Bucky Brooks coming up. We've got a big show today as Urban Meyer Watch continues. Nothing official from the Jaguars as of yet, but plenty of media reports and photographs at certain airfields of a certain former college head coach in town today. We'll discuss it all coming up. Talk of facilities upgrades as part of that, part of the reporting today involved in uh, Urban Meyer's uh, conversations with the Jaguars, could be of facilities upgrades. Staffing reports, who could be on the coaching staff. And then we have a second hour of Jaguars Happy Hour on the network at 5 o'clock today. Jeff Lagerman in with us, and a lot going on around Jacksonville today, and a lot of it has to do with a former Bowling Green Utah, Florida, Ohio State head coach, Urban Meyer. You mean the guy that's won everywhere he's been? Everywhere. Yeah, that's pretty good, right? I mean, he's one of the most successful college coaches of all time. His record supports that. And uh, when you're an organization that has not been able to change the culture and become a winner, then uh, you try to find somebody that can change that culture. And does Urban Meyer fit that billing? Absolutely. Uh, you got to have, uh, I think, with a head coach, great leadership ability. And he clearly has that. Otherwise, he would not have the, the broad success that he's had at different levels of program. And you're talking about Florida that uh, was a, a pretty much a perennial winner, and he brought them back to sustain winning. He built a program in Bowling Green that was, J.P., it was Bowling Green, right. for heaven's sake. A couple years winning there. Sure. And winning there, and then goes to Ohio State and reestablishes Ohio State as, as part of the national championship conversation year in and year out. So uh, he's had great success, and and I hope he can bring the same to here. And I I hope he's hired. Uh, let's hope so. Uh, obviously, with the media reports today and the cameras following around, he's around the building. And uh, from the last reports, the negotiations continue. But uh, he's around. I'll say that. Well, I mean, no, nothing's done until it's done. Correct. You know, the ink's got to get get dry. But uh, uh, he's not here for no reason. So It's not a joyride today. Well, uh, it could yeah, be. Yeah, I, I, you know, but <laughs> – <laughs> but then again, uh, like I said, uh, until the ink is dry, you never know. And, there, and it's uh, so I think there will be, I think a little bit of, um, I don't want to say a split emotion about the hiring of Urban Meyer because there's a lot of Florida fans that weren't happy when he left Florida. But if he were still at Florida, they would love him, probably. I mean, so uh, I think there's going to be a segment of people that that are going to be like, oh, Urban, no, we don't want him. But then I think the majority of the people are going to recognize that he's one of the best coaches in football and are going to be extremely excited to have him. 187-32 as a head coach, the third best winning percentage in major college football history, trailing only Newt Rockney and Frank Leahy. Both Which is amazing. Those, they I mean, bring that's, those that's names up. That's an amazing up. win percentage. That's right. And with, with saying that, it's also a different game in the pros. Correct. And that you you cannot out-recruit in the pros. 
You have salary cap constraints. It's a it's a little different game, but it's still once you strip away a lot of the differences, it's still football at its core, and football needs great leadership, and uh, and I think that he can provide that, and and so. I think it's going to be if if it happens. I think it's it's going to make the Jaguars a part of the conversation with Urban Meyer as the coach. But then you have to be able to make the Jaguars a part of the conversation because you're winning. After that point, got to win. And uh, you know this is one of those. It feels like somebody saw. I, everybody's been following Twitter today, of course, and everything that's been going on around this. And somebody made a good point today that I saw. It, it kind of. I think it was Daniel Jeremiah actually. Um, it you mean it wasn't like, me? No, it wasn't you because you're <laughs> such a prolific tweeter, let me tell I, I you. Am, man. I, I, um, pretty impressive, right? He said it felt to him almost like a Jimmy Johnson to the Cowboys moment uh, because that was almost a clean slate. They did a bunch of drafting and really started from the bottom in Dallas to build that thing up, and that's what it feels like is going to happen here because the first overall pick, new coach, new GM coming in, uh, an owner that wants to spend and do it the right way. It has that feel, and I think Daniel made a pretty good point. I think it's a good point, and, and I was uh, fortunate enough to be able to kind of watch the Jimmy Johnson to Dallas kind of thing uh, w- with a little bit of a front-row seat mm-hmm. because when I was a player at the East-West Shrine game, Jimmy Johnson at that time was the coach of the Miami Hurricanes, and so he was one of our all-star coaches, and then eventually he gets hired soon after that to become the coach for Jerry Jones, the new owner of the Dallas Cowboys. And Jerry, uh, I thought, made a great decision hiring Jimmy Johnson. And, and Jimmy changed the culture. I got a lot of good friends that played for Jimmy in those early years. Mark Stepnoski, Daryl Johnston. I mean, they all rave about about Jimmy Johnson. And uh, he didn't have a lot of draft picks when he walked in the door. He garnered quite a few of them because they were able to trade Herschel Walker, which was a huge blockbuster trade, which allowed the Dallas Cowboys to really – select players to help them win that gave Jimmy a little bit of an advantage because if you go back and you look at the the players that he picked with the with the picks that were acquired from the Herschel Walker trade yes it was it was literally cornerstone type player after cornerstone type player and that made a big difference in the success of the Dallas Cowboys so this offseason and and building the base of the organization in free agency in the draft obviously quite important again nothing official yet from the Jaguars today on Urban Meyer but he is around negotiations continue that's what has been reported that's what is happening and we're discussing it here on Jaguars happy hour presented by the CSI companies you know the the college to pro thing we've seen it work some for some guys and not work so well for others Um, there's only been three coaches that have won a national championship and a Super Bowl Jimmy Johnson's one of those Barry Switzer is another and then Pete Carroll is the third. Can so, Urban be the fourth? And some would say that Barry Switzer doesn't really count because he, he won it with Jimmy's team. But, I mean, the, the simple fact is he did win it. That's right. And uh, Pete Carroll was able to do it. Uh, so it hasn't been there hasn't been a lot that have done it. But I think the most important thing is that if you look at the former college coaches that have made – I mean, I'm talking about really good former college coaches that have made the move to the NFL. There may not have been these uh, this great success rate. But here's the thing. There hasn't been a large failure rate. I mean, if you look at it from that standpoint, because the reality is is that it's also about the Jimmys and the Joes as well as the X's and O's and coaching matters. But you still have to have the, the top-shelf players to be able to help get you to that type of performance. And so Urban Meyer is just like uh, any other coach 
and the, from the standpoint of he needs to have good players to win. And I think there are coaches that can have good players and they don't win. And I don't think Urban Meyer is going to be anywhere close to that. So, uh, and here's the other thing, JP. Why wouldn't you want to have one of the most successful college coaches of all time and find out if he can you know, transfer that success to the pro game? Uh, for me, it's a, it's a lot better when you're trying to do it from the standpoint of, hey, we want to establish winning quickly and winning quickly now mm-hmm. to say, let's take – it's not as much of a leap of faith to do it with a guy like a Meyer who's proven that he's done it at the collegiate level as it is, per se, trying to do it with all these hot assistant coaches in the National Football League that are considered hot commodities. I think that's uh, – uh, would be a very tough thing to do and try to forecast success with some of those guys that are position coaches or coordinators now at some other NFL team thinking that they can be have or have the great success that Urban Meyer's had at the pro game. Urban, of course, uh, one of the innovative offensive minds in college football over the last 20, 25 years or so, starting that spread offense, really growing it and developing it into a system that uh, took over – the SEC in Florida, and then spread out to other places in college football. And now it's it's creeping into the NFL, which is, you know, in the old days you'd think, okay, NFL pro style, if you have this kind of quarterback, it won't work in the NFL. Well, now you have entire organizations that are shifting over to college philosophies that are now creeping into the NFL more and more and more teams are, are using a lot of the things that – he was doing about 15 years ago. A lot of a lot of the same type of stuff. And here, here's the crazy thing: for for a long time, it was it was thought that the college stuff couldn't be applied to the National Football Correct. League because you have to have a running quarterback. Because that's the entire basis of the system that you see in college, and that the quarterback can be a a, a dominant threat as a runner. It's a numbers game too, right? Absolutely. You outnumber the defense because on a certain side. Because the quarterback, side. instead of now just being ignored now has to be counted as a potential ball carrier, which allows one other person that's not carrying the ball to be a blocker. And that's where the numbers game is. And uh, heck, if, if Nick Foles is still running some of the read option and Nick Foles might be the absolute opposite of what you would think might be able to run or to be a running quarterback, if he can do it and the principles are working for a guy like a Nick Foles or even – uh, for example, uh, or a Tom Brady who fakes a handoff and it's a read option type principle, it can work for anybody. We know that Tom Brady's not going to run anywhere, but you, that's a little bit of an exaggeration. But mm-hmm. you get my point in that you don't have to have Lamar Jackson to run some of these college principles and make them success at the NFL level. Uh, NFL coaches have taken it and applied it at the NFL level. And they've also done it a little differently in that they're obviously the quarterback's not keeping the ball as much, but the threat still exists that the quarterback can run the football. Curious to see, obviously, the, the coaching staff around if Urban Meyer is uh, finalized at some point, either today or tomorrow, the coaching staff that uh, he would decide to bring in with him. There are reports of on the defensive side of the ball already of Charlie Strong, maybe, as a defensive coach of some kind. They haven't really reported what. I haven't seen many offensive names linked yet. But I'm curious, you know, would he have a play caller? Would he be involved in that? Or is he more of a CEO type? And I think we'd find out a whole lot more whenever it's announced and whenever he speaks to the media for the first time. 
Yeah, that's uh, let's get to the point where it's announced first, and then that's right. <laughs> we can we can speculate all day. <laughs> yeah, people have been speculating yeah. about that. I don't think is very productive, but I but I do know that the college game is different than the pro game. The the playbook for college is maybe that thick, and and I'm basically putting my two fingers together for those on radio about half an inch apart. Whereas the pro game, it might be two inches thick. And so it's a little bit different. I think the the coverages are a little bit more sophisticated, and and for a couple of reasons. For for one, this is a job, and you can expect players at the NFL level to assimilate the information and uh, and be ready to go with it. And uh, because it's their job, that's the only thing they're studying. They're not having a, to worry about biochemistry or calculus or anthropology or JP in your case, uh, the history of art or the right. history of circus. You know those Deep. classes you took Deep. out of Alabama. Deep. So. Uh, you know what I mean? And so that now they can just read a playbook. But uh, it's definitely a little bit more complex, and, the, and there's a lot more uh, put on quarterbacks at the National Football League level, at least the ones that have been wildly successful. We've got plenty of show ahead, of course, another uh, 45 minutes or so on this program, then another hour of Jaguars Happy Hour at 5 o'clock on the network. Bucky Brooks will join us at 4.30 today, NFL Network analyst and our co-host on uh, the regular season Wednesday, Jaguars Happy Hours and post-game radio. He'll join us to give us his thoughts on Urban Meyer and the prospects of him coming to Jacksonville and what that can do for the organization. Tony Baselli at 445 scheduled to join us and plenty more ahead, including quarterback talk. We'll get into Urban Meyer's history of quarterbacks in college football. It is varied, and he's had some success with some guys. And guess what? The Jags might have a new one coming in this spring as well. We're off and running. It's Jaguars Happy Hour presented by the CSI Companies on the Jaguars Digital Network. Headquartered right here in Jacksonville, the CSI Companies is one of the fastest-growing staffing firms in the nation. As a proud partner of your Jacksonville Jaguars, CSI knows how important it is to find the right people for your team. See why some of Jacksonville's top companies choose CSI for their staffing needs. Visit thecsicompanies.com or call 800-582-0828 today. That's 800-582-0828 for the CSI Companies. Jaguars fans, did you know that with Drizzly, you can get Tito's Handmade Vodka delivered to your door in under 60 minutes? Well, you can. And now they're giving all fans $10 off their first order. Use the code JAGS10 at checkout. Just download the Drizzly app or go to drizzly.com and make sure you're all set to mix it up with Tito's Handmade Vodka for the perfect game day. That's D-R-I-Z-L-Y.com. And remember to use the special code JAGS10 to save $10 on your first order. 80-proof Tito's Handmade Vodka. Distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. Crafted to be savored responsibly. DreamFinders Homes has a simple commitment to their home buyers. Deliver unsurpassed quality, uncompromising value, and an extraordinary level of customization you simply won't find with other home builders. With over 40 communities to choose from, you'll find a location you love and the home of your dreams. DreamFinders has townhomes, single-family homes, and custom estate homes starting from the high 100s and a wide selection of move-in ready homes. Quality, value, customization, that's the DreamFinders difference. Call 904-738-0165 or online at DreamFindersHomes.com. DreamFinders Homes, the official home builder of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Prices subject to change without notice equal housing opportunity hey jags fans did you know you can ride your bike to every jaguars home game at tiaa bank field and valet park it for free 
That's right. Stop by our bicycle check-in tent, sponsored by Alert Today Florida, near Gate 1 at TIAA Bank Field. An on-duty ZenCog bike professional will park your bike and ensure it's secured during the game. When the game's over, return your claim ticket and pick up your bike. For cycling safety tips, visit alerttodayflorida.com. Remember, Alert Today, alive tomorrow, because safety doesn't happen by accident. At Tropical Smoothie Cafe, one taste and you're feeling good now, smiling wider now, seeing brighter now, bucket dunking now, namaste now, popping a wheelie now, living lighter now. You're on Tropic Time now. And on Mondays, try our Jaguars Duval Delight Smoothies for $2.99. And you're roaring louder now, end zone dancing now, sipping spirit now. You're on Tropic Time now at Tropical Smoothie Cafe. Superior Fence and Rail knows about commercial fence services. From automatic gates to security fence and railing, Superior Fence and Rail's professional team delivers with great communication, trained installers, and quality products. Trust your next commercial project with a top-rated fence company in Jacksonville. Get off the fence and call Superior Fence and Rail for your commercial project today. SuperiorFenceAndRail.com Welcome back. Jaguars Happy Hour presented by the CSI companies. J.P. Shadrick, Jeff Lagerman, Bucky Brooks coming up at 4.30 today. Tony Baselli at 4.45. Urban Meyer Watch continues. He is uh, reportedly in the Jacksonville area. If you followed social media today, you probably saw some photographs of him stepping off a private jet at the uh, Cecil Airport on the west side of town. Uh, He is apparently in negotiations with the Jaguars as we speak. And if anything breaks in the next hour and 20 minutes, hour hour and 40 minutes, rather, we will bring it to you live right here on Jaguars Happy Hour. Logs, we promised quarterback talk. And, of course, many people feel that the Jaguars will draft a quarterback first overall this year. I think you probably I wonder, among I those. I wonder why they think that. I wonder why, and I wonder who it might be. But um, since we're discussing Urban Meyer today, we need to go through Urban Meyer's history of quarterbacks in college, mm-hmm. considering the system that he had uh, really kind of developed and used over his college time there. And uh, it, it, it seems to have a similar feel for a lot of these guys because of the offense and the way they have to run it. Josh Harris at Bowling Green. I must say, I do not remember Josh Harris at Bowling Green. I didn't watch a lot of Bowling Green in 01 and 02. Uh, yeah, me either. Uh, but he was a six-round pick by Baltimore in 2004. And uh, was three seasons in the NFL and the CFL, apparently. Then Alex Smith, Utah. Alex Smith's star really rose in Salt Lake in the time that he was under Urban Meyer, and he was the first overall pick. That's one of the big reasons why is the great success that Urban had with him at uh, at the school. And that's uh, Alex Smith. You know, Alex Smith. Would you consider him a runner? Well, uh, in the, in those days, yes. In those days, he, he kind of had to do some of that. I okay. don't think he's a sprinter. I'll yeah, say but that. if he's not, I mean, he's not Tim Tebow. He was running enough. Yeah, he's, for he's that not offense to work. Lamar Jackson or Michael Vick, but Correct. I mean, he he ran enough exactly to make that offense work, and that's the importance is that you don't have to be uh, dynamic and a home run threat every time you touch the ball, but you got to be a threat. You got to be a threat, and you have to make proper decisions as well. I mean, that's a 
quarterback decision offense. You're reading and reacting, and, and if you make the wrong move, the play gets blown up. Yeah, the one, the one thing is for certain that uh, because we're talking about the, the potential of, of a Urban Meyer type of an offense mm-hmm. in the NFL, and I think there will be changes to a lot of that. I think, I think a lot of it will adapt to, to the NFL game. And will a quarterback be a running threat if he's the head coach here? I think that he will absolutely be a threat. But I think all, the reality is in the National Football League, you don't want to get your quarterback hit if you don't have to get your quarterback hit. Because this is a, a position that if you get the right one and he's allowed to grow and allowed to stay healthy, look at Tom Brady, look at Drew Brees. You think Tom Brady or Drew Brees would have lasted as long as they did if they were these read option type quarterbacks at the NFL level? Don't think so. Some other quarterbacks in Urban Meyer's past. Chris Leak at Florida, he was inherited when Urban showed up in Gainesville. And he wasn't an exceptional runner, so he wasn't the great fit. But then Tim Tebow was. He was the ideal football player for what they were doing in Gainesville. Yeah, and, and uh, Tim, when you hear him talk about Urban Meyer, I mean, he raves about Urban Meyer. And uh, so in, in, interesting in that uh, – uh, that you know, and Tim, I think, is one of the great college football players of all time. And when he speaks highly of a coach like he has about Urban Meyer, I think that speaks a lot of volumes uh, for for Urban Meyer. And Tim obviously was not his game wasn't really uh, meant for the National Football League, which also shows that you know you've got to have a quarterback that can throw it, that can read it, and uh, and go through progressions and. And that's not what Tim had. So uh, Urban Meyer is, is obviously going to be wanting a quarterback that can do some of those things that Tim could not at the pro level. Then we go on to Columbus when uh, Urban Meyer came back into the Big Ten. And the first starter for him at Ohio State was Braxton Miller, a running threat, obviously. 25 touchdowns. He was the Big Ten Player of the Year in 12 and 13. Uh, and then he switched to wide receiver later. But in his time, in his days in Columbus, he was a quarterback and a big threat. Yeah, and then uh, then was it Cardell Jones, Cardell Jones after that which was in there? For, uh, in fact, uh, Buffalo Bills, and then got traded to the Chargers, I believe. Many people thought that he had a big arm, and had very little uh, playing experience at Ohio State prior to entering the National Football League. But many viewed him as a uh, as a prospect that would just need more time to grow, and he hasn't grown yet. JT Barrett was part of that group as well. He, he played a short time in that championship season where Jones came in at the very end and, and won the national championship game. Uh, Miller was the starter, and then uh, then the, uh, the JT Barrett was uh, there for a little bit for a month or so. He got hurt, and then in comes Jones. Which, so. which, uh, which is amazing to win a national championship yeah. with how many different quarterbacks in a season? That's pretty good. Yeah, that's pretty good. I mean, that's, uh, uh, that's what we call recruiting. Well, I mean, when you – well, yeah, absolutely, <laughs> in which you, you can do that at the pro game. But right. it, it reminds me a little bit uh, – and this is obviously a, a Hall of Fame coach in the National Football League, and I'm not trying to draw the comparison of the two, but it's just interesting how you have a college coach that won a national championship with three different coaches in one, or three, three different quarterbacks in one season. It's impressive. And when you start thinking about has there ever been a coach at the NFL level that has been able to win with three different quarterbacks in the same season – uh-uh. Very many. <laughs> no. Now, if you want to talk about different seasons. Oh, sure. With Joe Gibbs, I mean, he, he won it with a, all the Super Bowls were with different quarterbacks. You know, so that's a little bit different, though. Those are, those are different quarterbacks in a season. Now, we look at, uh, and I know you've already started to look at Trevor Lawrence tape. 
and that's the player everybody feels that is probably going number one overall. Uh, he's a running threat as well, uh, Logs, and uh, he can use those legs to make this kind of thing work. He, he's a running threat, JP, but to me, that's where he'll – early in his career, I think he'll lean on that a little bit. Mm -hmm. But I don't see him – from watching his film, I don't see him as that that's going to be the, the mainstay or the staple of his game. His arm talent is tremendous. Uh, he's got, got really nice anticipation. Uh, he has the ability to go through progressions. And I've been watching him uh, uh, three different nights now, four different nights now. And every everything that I watch, you just you sit there and you go, wow, um, impressive. And I, and I think what I like about him most, and I don't know if this is the way that the offense is tailored or if this is just his nature, he loves to push the ball down the field. I mean, loves to push it. And that's what you'd like to have as a quarterback that can push it down the field. But when, he, when he's pushing it down the field, he has the arm strength and the arm talent to do that. And you've got to have that arm talent to do that at the National Football League level because the windows are smaller. At college, it's a little bit different. But if you're doing it, play in and play out a game in and game out at the collegiate level, then I think it becomes a little bit easier to make that transition to the pro game and continue to do that. Something to watch. We'll, uh, we've got plenty of quarterback discussion ahead in the months uh, leading up to the NFL draft, and uh, we've only just begun. This is, uh, And it hasn't even really begun yet because nothing has been officially announced today by the Jaguars as of yet, but... Urban Meyer is the talk. He is in town. He is in the building, and negotiations continue. That is the latest reporting that we can uh, send your way. Let's come back. Bucky Brooks joining us, NFL Network analyst. What are Bucky's thoughts about the possible Urban Meyer hire in Jacksonville, what it could mean for the future of the organization? And at 445 or so, Tony Baselli scheduled to join us, Hall of Fame finalist. The vote is next week. We'll get into Tony's head a little bit about the happenings down here at the bank. And this is Jaguars Happy Hour, presented by the CSI companies on the Jaguars Digital Network. Jaguars Happy Hour is presented in part by TIAA Bank. Created to serve, built to perform. Publix, where shopping is a pleasure. And Baptist Health, changing health care for good. Headquartered right here in Jacksonville, the CSI Companies is one of the fastest growing staffing firms in the nation. As a proud partner of your Jacksonville Jaguars, CSI knows how important it is to find the right people for your team. See why some of Jacksonville's top companies choose CSI for their staffing needs. Visit thecsicompanies.com or call 800-582-0828 today. That's 800-582-0828 for the CSI Companies. Jaguars fans, did you know that with Drizzly, you can get Tito's Handmade Vodka delivered to your door in under 60 minutes? Well, you can. And now they're giving all fans $10 off their first order. Use the code JAGS10 at checkout. Just download the Drizzly app or go to drizzly.com and make sure you're all set to mix it up with Tito's Handmade Vodka for the perfect game day. That's D-R-I-Z-L-Y.com. And remember to use the special code JAGS10 to save $10 on your first order. 80-proof Tito's Handmade Vodka. Distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. Crafted to be savored responsibly. Why live with foot or ankle pain? If you have persistent pain, numbness, tingling, burning pain on the bottom of your foot, or swelling that doesn't improve with home treatment, it may be time to see Jacksonville Orthopedic Institute. 
Our foot and ankle specialists have innovative new options to help you get back in the swing of things without persistent pain that slows you down. Call JOI 2000 or go to joionline.net for an appointment. At ViStar, we believe in better, better convenience, so members can bank any way they want, whether it's at a branch, on a mobile device, or at one of more than 20,000 fee-free ATMs across North America. We believe that people have better things to do with their time. If you believe that convenience is better, join ViStar. We never forget that it's your money. All loans subject to approval, insured by NCUA. Committed to the team, committed to the mission. At Navy Mutual, we're committed to providing high quality life insurance to members of the military and their families. So our policies have no fine print and no military service restrictions. We don't work on commission. We're nonprofit, so we pass the savings along to our members. Because at Navy Mutual, our highest commitment is to you. Visit NavyMutual.org. Navy Mutual, ensuring those who serve. The wait for the holidays is over, America. It's time to make some joy. And we're here to help with the Ford Built for the Holidays sales event. We're offering the best deals of the season across the Ford lineup, so you can road trip with the whole family comfortably in a Ford Expedition. Bring home a tree that's bigger than you ever have with a built Ford Tough F-150. And find new ways to make the holidays bright this year when you visit your local Ford dealer. The joy is up to you, America, so let's get to it. Ford, built for the holidays. Jaguars Happy Hour presented by the CSI Companies rolls along. J.P. Shadrick with you. Jeff Lagerman alongside today. And NFL Network analyst Bucky Brooks joins us now from Los Angeles, California on a day that is not quite official yet, Bucky, but uh, those photos on Twitter are certainly official. I'll say that. <laughs> and he's around and in town, and it feels like this is coming to a close fairly quick here, Bucky. And uh, It feels like, obviously, here in town – uh, everybody seems to be, most everybody is excited about what could be this move. Yeah, I think it's a very exciting move. I think this move has an opportunity to really reset the franchise. Uh, I've always been very, very bullish on Urban Meyer in Jacksonville. Part of it is because I felt like the situation needed a program builder, a culture builder, someone who could change and give a vision for the franchise and everyone could jump on board. And I think when you look at Urban Meyer and his track record, not only what he did at Ohio State and Florida respectively, but going all the way back to the success that he had at Utah and Bowling Green, this is someone who has a proven plan, a proven blueprint. He has done it with and without resources. And I think because of that, I think he's well equipped to jump into this situation and have success at some point. Bucky, with uh, with a college coach making the jump to the pro game, what what kind of a staff adjustment would you expect? You know, the college game being a little bit different than the pro game. Do do you see Urban leaning on some key players, kind of putting that staff together to help make that adjustment to the pro game? Yeah, Jeff, I, I think it's really important that he brings in a mix of people. I think he can lean on some of his past assistants to kind of help him from a cultural standpoint. 
But the pro game is vastly different than the college game. And so he's going to need to lean out, reach out to some NFL guys, guys that understand the game, guys that understand how to coach pros and bring those guys in. And I think when you look at the way Urban typically gets down as a coach, he is the CEO type. He's going to oversee the entire operation. He's going to be involved, but I think he's going to trust his coaches to coach. I think it's really, really important with his staff. He has a balance of NFL experience with some of the college guys who know how he likes to operate a program. And then I think that will be the best way for him to kind of get this franchise jump started. Bucky Brooks with us, NFL Network analyst, co-host of Wednesday Jaguars Happy Hour during the season and Jaguars post game, where and uh, the scoreboard show where Bucky loves to take phone calls after Jaguars games, and it might be a whole lot better in the future, moving ahead. Uh, so, uh, we were talking earlier, Bucky, about the offensive track record of Urban Meyer throughout his stops: uh, Bowling Green, Utah, Florida, Ohio State, and how that offense. Really, he was a big part of the spread coming to college football in the early 2000s and the explosion of it at Utah and at Florida, and now it's moving into the NFL game even more so. But he was one of those one of the minds that really got this thing going and got it off the ground to make it and really change the college football game the last 15 years or so. Yeah, JP and Jeff, I can tell you a funny story. I remember as a scout – when I was working for the Seattle Seahawks, I went to Utah and it was his first year at Utah and I'm watching them at practice. And it's in August, it's the middle of training camp and they're doing things that I'd never seen done before. You have Alex Smith in the shotgun executing these zone read plays. You had a wingback or a wide receiver named Paris Warren who was coming in orbit motion and going behind the tailback and all this. And they're running triple option stuff and they're throwing the ball all over the yard. And I think what really stood out to me was the adaptability his ability to take quarterbacks with different skill sets and find a way to be successful. And I heard you guys talking about quarterbacks and what he really likes in quarterbacks and having a conversation with him earlier this year. What he talked about, what he really prefers in a quarterback, had little to do with their physical ability. It's all about... Oh, we've lost Bucky. We will get the uh, connection coming back. Bucky, are you back with us now? Nope, we'll get Bucky back in just a moment. Uh, that was quite a cliffhanger from uh, Bucky yeah, Bucks there. Yeah, I was, I was anxiously awaiting what he was going to say. But there. I will say that, you know, Urban has done a number of uh, interviews, uh, obviously a Fox Sports t- analyst the last couple of years and does, has done a fantastic job on those pregame shows before the, the noon kickoffs. And, and he's been around the media the last couple of years especially. But uh, Bucky, I think, is back with us now. We uh, lost you at the keys to the quarterback position before you oh, got okay. to the keys to the quarterback position for Urban Meyer. Okay, so in talking to Urban earlier this year, the intangibles matter far more than the arm talent, meaning toughness, competitiveness, leadership ability. He will not take a quarterback who doesn't exhibit those traits, meaning he has to be the toughest guy, he has to be a leader who can express himself vocally, and he has to be able to elevate the team. He is really big on that part of it. When the pieces around you aren't perfect, can you still find a way to get the team to the winner's circle? Now, he'll talk about the athletic component because it does expand the playbook and allow you to do more things. But really, it's about the toughness, the grit, the determination. Can this guy be a leader of men? Can he elevate the franchise? Think about those traits more than some of the physical things that we can tend to get bogged down in. 
to have, I think in a perfect world, Bucky, you'd like to have all of those traits combined. I mean, you can rank them however you want to, and some people would view that arm talent is more important than anything at the NFL level, but, you know, that's an argument for an entire show. But with Urban Meyer and his past health concerns, uh, have, have you ever heard or, or do you know of any concern that he would have returning to the game and at the pro level, which uh, many view as being even maybe more high stress than the college game? Yeah, no, I think that's a, a, a really valid concern because we've seen how he he lives or dies with the wins and losses. And obviously the pro game is different. I mean, in, in a pro season, if you happen to get to 12 and four, that's a very successful year going three and one each quarter. And so I will I do believe that will be a bit of an adjustment. He's never really experienced uh, losing at a high level. And so it can drag him down. Now, hopefully he's been able to manage that and do those things. But I think he has to come into the Jacksonville situation knowing that he is going to experience a little adversity and that he'll map out a, a way to help the Jaguars work around that. But I do believe the health concerns that we all may have about him and the stress level is something that we have to worry about. And I think is one of maybe the negative factors that skeptics will have with Urban Meyer joining the franchise. Bucky Brooks with us, NFL Network analyst. And that, that's why it had to be for Urban Meyer if this thing gets done. It has to be the perfect scenario for him. He could basically pick where, where was the best setup for him. Uh, or he could have just sat in the Fox analyst chair for another three or four years and done whatever he wanted to do. So that's part of the reason, I think, why is the health part. But having the football organization a clean slate of sorts, we talked about this before, Bucky, having that – opportunity a clean slate organization it doesn't happen that often in the nfl where it's a true clean slate so it seems like this was the perfect opportunity yeah i think this gives him the close the, the the best opportunity to run what he's always familiar with which is running a program that is very similar to florida and ohio state meaning he's at the top he's the czar he has the opportunity to really reshape the franchise the way that he sees fit uh some of the things that we will eventually find out about him big on the sports performance piece, big on the nutrition piece, big on mental performance and doing all the things to make sure that the players are in the right space when it comes to being A-level competitors. And so it's important for him to have that. Now, it will be a bit of an adjustment because unlike college, you're not recruiting. And so the way that you acquire and develop players, different. But I think his experience at Bowling Green in Utah will help him with that. Because this will be more of a developmental program. It will be one that I think will skew a little younger based on the roster that they have and the players that they bring in. And so the development piece will be big. But I will say this to the skeptics and the naysayers who talk about college coaches not being able to get it done. I'm going to bring out Jim Harbaugh's immediate success in San Francisco. Mm -hmm. Jim Harbaugh took over a team in the middle of a lockout where he didn't have an offseason program. And that year, right away, they hit the ground running. I'm not saying the Jaguars are in a situation like that, but it has been done. Matt Rule and what they're doing in Carolina, when you're rebuilding the culture, the wins didn't necessarily come, but the culture has changed and they were extremely competitive. I think sometimes when you have experience and success doing these rebuilds multiple times, you have a tried and true formula that works. I think it's just about him implementing his plan and getting everybody to follow suit. And, uh, Bucky, you talk about how you, you cannot recruit at the pro level, but uh, which obviously makes the uh, position of general manager so very important because that's the guy that's doing the recruiting for you. He's identifying who are going to be the A-list type of players. 
there's been rumors about about who might fill that position if, in fact, Urban Meyer is hired. Uh, what do you see in that in that role for the general manager? What type of traits would they that person have to have to be able to work with an Urban Meyer? Well, I think the first thing he needs to have is he needs to have enough NFL experience to understand the workings of how you acquire talent, how you draft talent, how you understand and manipulate the waiver wire and transactions and all of those things. I think it also needs to be a forward-thinking football mind, meaning they understand today's athlete, they understand how to get young guys ready to go, and I think they also have to work in lockstep in terms of a developmental plan where you're not only getting young guys going, but you're giving them opportunities to play. We saw how that played out last year, and we saw the amount of young players that got onto the field. But can you get young guys onto the field and help them have immediate success? We saw Pete Carroll take his experience from USC and have that in Seattle, where they run a bit of a collegiate program Mm -hmm. with the NFL sauce on top. I think Urban has to create a situation like that, and he has to have a right-hand man that can be to him what John Snyder has been to Pete Carroll. All right, Bucky, if, uh, if, if Urban is, in fact, named the, the head coach, who do you envision his quarterback being with the first overall pick of the draft <laughs> if, in fact, they take one, which is still not a done deal? Oh, I think it's a done deal. I think Trevor Lawrence is a guy. I think people are going to talk about Justin Fields, but I think Trevor Lawrence exhibits all the qualities that he wants in a quarterback. Trevor Lawrence has always been a winner, going all the way back to high school, watching what he was able to do at Clemson. He is tough. He's competitive. I think this spring we saw his leadership ability kind of really come front when he was really involved in not only getting his team to play, but also what he did with his teammates in terms of uplifting them. I think he is the right guy to be the franchise quarterback, and I think he has the right stuff to be Urban Meyer's quarterback in Jacksonville. And so I think the excitement – that is brimming and brewing in Jacksonville is about getting the ultimate QB one to go with a head coach who certainly has a track record for being able to be successful. You know how you can tell Bucky's excited logs because he's wearing that Jaguar shirt today. Nice shirt. <laughs> well done. I'm ready, man. I'm ready. Logs knows <laughs> it's been a good. long time coming, man. Time to win some games. Yeah, uh, it is indeed. Bucky, appreciate your time, man, on short notice. And we'll talk to you again soon. I'm sure. Oh, for sure, man. Be good, Logs. Be good, JP. Bucky Brooks out of here, NFL Network analyst. Always a great visit, great insight, of course, from Bucky and has done a fantastic job for us uh, this whole season. And uh, we'll we'll have him a good bit in this offseason leading up to the NFL draft. Lots to get to. We're coming back in a moment. Tony Baselli right around the corner. The Urban Meyer Watch continues. The negotiations continue. If anything breaks in the next hour, 15 minutes, we will bring it to you live right here on Jaguars Happy Hour, presented by the CSI Companies on the Jaguars Digital Network. Jaguars Happy Hour is presented in part by DreamFinders Homes, homes that fit your lifestyle. Next Grill, everyone's invited. And Adeco. Visit adecousa.com. Headquartered right here in Jacksonville, the CSI Companies is one of the fastest-growing staffing firms in the nation. As a proud partner of your Jacksonville Jaguars, CSI knows how important it is to find the right people for your team. See why some of Jacksonville's top companies choose CSI for their staffing needs. Visit thecsicompanies.com or call 800-582-0828 today. That's 800-582-0828 
for the CSI companies. Jaguars fans, did you know that with Drizzly, you can get Tito's Handmade Vodka delivered to your door in under 60 minutes? Well, you can. And now they're giving all fans $10 off their first order. Use the code JAGS10 at checkout. Just download the Drizzly app or go to drizzly.com and make sure you're all set to mix it up with Tito's Handmade Vodka for the perfect game day. That's D-R-I-Z-L-Y.com. And remember to use the special code JAGS10 to save $10 on your first order. 80-proof Tito's Handmade Vodka. Distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. Crafted to be savored responsibly. Dreamfinders Homes has a simple commitment to their home buyers. Deliver unsurpassed quality, uncompromising value, and an extraordinary level of customization you simply won't find with other home builders. With over 40 communities to choose from, you'll find a location you love and the home of your dreams. Dreamfinders has townhomes, single-family homes, and custom estate homes starting from the high 100s and a wide selection of move-in ready homes. Quality, value, customization, that's the Dreamfinders difference. Call 904-738-0165 or online at dreamfindershomes.com. Dreamfinders Homes, the official home builder of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Prices subject to change without notice equal housing opportunity at ViStar, we believe in better better convenience so members can bank any way they want whether it's at a branch on a mobile device or at one of more than 20,000 fee-free atms across north america we believe that people have better things to do with their time if you believe that convenience is better join ViStar. we never forget that it's your money all loans subject to approval, insured by NCUA. Jaguars fans, here's a great way to pay with pride wherever you go. Exclusively from TIAA Bank, the Jacksonville Jaguars Visa Debit Card comes with a fierce look and fantastic features, along with the convenience to make purchases online or at millions of locations worldwide. And it's yours, free, when you open a Yield Pledge checking account. Order yours today. Visit TIAABank.com slash JagsCard. TIAA Bank is a division of TIAA, FSB, member FDIC, and the official bank of the Jacksonville Jaguars. The wait for the holidays is over, America. It's time to make some joy. And we're here to help with the Ford Built for the Holidays sales event. We're offering the best deals of the season across the Ford lineup, so you can road trip with the whole family comfortably in a Ford Expedition. Bring home a tree that's bigger than you ever have with a built Ford Tough F-150. And find new ways to make the holidays bright this year when you visit your local Ford dealer. The joy is up to you, America, so let's get to it. Ford, built for the holidays. Welcome back, Jaguars Happy Hour, presented by the CSI Companies. J.P. Shadrick with Jeff Lagerman. Tony Baselli coming up in moments. Our thanks to Bucky Brooks, NFL Network analyst, and our co-host on Wednesday's Happy Hours during the season and post-game radio. A lot going on today. The Urban Meyer Watch continues. Nothing official from the Jacksonville Jaguars as of yet, but uh, the reports have been in the building and in town, of course. The photos you've seen on social media today of him stepping off a private jet and being escorted in an automobile through the garage doors and the loading dock here at the stadium earlier today. That means he is in the building. The negotiations continue. Last we have seen, and if anything breaks in the next hour, 15 minutes, we will bring it to you right here on Jaguars Happy Hour. Um, interesting stuff from Bucky there. He's got uh, some great insight as a former scout and uh, has been with NFL Network for a number of years now. And um, 
you know, he's he's bullish on Urban Meyer and has been for the last uh, to the to the Jaguars at least for the last year or so. Well, I, look, I, I I think that there's good reason for that, and the big reason obviously is that he's had great success at the college level and and at different levels of the college level, and uh, and that's a real positive. So. Uh, the, the, the greatest chance or, or the greatest ability to forecast somebody's success is to look at past success. And he's had great success in football at the collegiate level. And can he take it to the pro game? If you get the right players, he can be wildly successful. Tony Vaselli, you might have heard of him. He's with us now. Pride of the Jaguars left tackle, Hall of Fame finalist. The vote coming up next week. A lot going on the last couple days around the Jacksonville Jaguars. Today is one of those... Big days on social media, Tony. Everybody's following what is going on. Nothing official from the team, but he is in the building. And negotiations continue. That means it's on the doorstep, it feels like, Tony. Yeah, I mean, I have a hard time believing that this thing won't get done at this point. I mean, it would, wouldn't it be shocking if I mean, I mean, <laughs> we've come this far and they have this much water under the bridge? I, I think... You know, you can't say it's a done deal until it's it's finished, but it looks like Urban Meyer is going to be the, the next head coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars. And, listen, there's a lot of things you love about this. I mean, I'm a firm believer that the head coaching position is a leadership position more than an X and O position. Um, and if you look at his track record while it's in, the, in college, no doubt about it, um, his leadership is off his charts. And he has his, had success everywhere. And people talk about, well, yeah, it's easy to have success at Florida and Ohio State because you get all the players that you want. Um, while that's true, you still have to lead them and put them in a position to win. But you go back to Utah, undefeated, um, success there. Bowling Green, success there, where you're not getting the best players. Um, and so I think he is a leader. I think he's the right, um, you know, has that makeup and that you're looking for. And, and, but there's questions, too. Jeff brought it up. They go in college to pro. That's a transition. Some people do it great, some don't. Well, you, you don't know until he actually does it. Um, obviously, all the reports out there about health and stuff, something like I'm sure he's fully aware of, it's his health. It's something you just got to um, be aware of, but does that mean he can't coach? No, there's a lot of head coaches in this league, trust me, that have uh, underlying health stuff going on. So um, I think overall, it's a pretty exciting um, hire. It's a splash hire. Um, it's going to get a lot of attention. And it's one of those things that, boy, you just hope, and I think this is what Shad probably is saying, I'm going to go hire a guy who's won before, knows what it looks like, um, is a one everywhere he's been, and is a bona fide leader, and see if he can that can translate to the NFL and can translate to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah, we'll see. Um, nothing official yet from the team, but, uh, yeah, the negotiations continue. And it, it is – he's one of the all-time great college coaches, Tony, and that's the thing. I mean, he's the third – best winning percentage in big-time major college football ever behind Newt Rockney and Frank Leahy. I mean, the guy has won, and he's won at four different, really distinctly different places in college. So he's been able to build those programs in, in different places in different ways with different people, and that tells you a whole lot. Yeah, the dude's a winner. I mean, I mean just look at the numbers. I mean, you can – and you hear reports, well, he's not well-liked, or it's this or that. I mean, I don't know. I've never met the man. So in my book, you get the benefit of the doubt until I meet you. And, and, um, and, and, and we'll figure that you figure that out, what kind of relationship you have with individuals. But I mean, set all that aside. He wins and he's won everywhere. 
Now, it's a, it's, is it different from the NFL to the pros? Yes. Is he going to win at the clip that he did in college? I hope so. Highly doubtful. The NFL is a different game because you don't wake up and you have better talent than, you know, 70% of the teams on your schedule. It's not like that. But he's won in big games. He's won in BCS. He went through the playoffs. I mean, every every challenge has been put in front of football, uh, Urban Myers from a football standpoint. He's been wildly successful. And like I said a second ago, you just the reason you hire him is because you are betting the house that it translates what he did in college to the NFL. Tony, I don't think there's any doubt that uh, that when Urban Meyer would walk in front of a team, a pro team, this team that there would be instant credibility just because of what he's been able to accomplish at all of his previous stops. And it doesn't matter if he hasn't played or won a game at the pro level. And I think that's obviously a big battle is being able to have credibility in front of a football team. Now you obviously have to do things to, to maintain that going forward, but I think that's a big part of it. And with that being said, the next step, obviously, if you hire, in fact, then the ink is dry with Urban Meyer. The next step, obviously, is finding the general manager, and, and obviously that is critically important to any coach's success at the National Football League level. You know, no, and I think it's probably going to be, I don't want to say more uh, important, because Urban, obviously, you know, he's procured players at the call, at, from high school to college, and you got to do the work and be organized and all that. Um, but you want to make sure you have the right person, because, listen, Urban's going to be running the show. I mean, let's not make no, let's not make, you know, Let's make no bones about it. I mean, he doesn't take this job unless it's clear that he is in charge of the football side. And so you have to find the right GM who understands his role and says, hey, listen, my job is to make Urban great. My job is to manage the rest of the building so he focuses on football and everything else and to make him great and to find the players that fit the systems that whoever his offensive coordinator is going to be and whoever his defensive coordinator is. You find the right people, and you have to do it in in a manner that's collaborative. So it's really important that GM has leadership in like uh, the way I would say it best, because I think this is what it is. It's really servant leadership. Your job is to make sure Urban has the tools that he needs and to make sure it's the type of players he wants to fit the scheme and to manage all the stuff around him. So um, you got to find the right guy and uh, it'll be interesting. I, my guess is Urban's going to weigh in on that. I, I mean, they're probably going to, unless there's something going on that we don't know about or maybe they take one of the guys they've already interviewed um and make them the gm but it's definitely something that uh, i would bet a lot of money jeff that urban is weighing it heavily on who the gm is and there were reports today tony that uh, trent balky has been involved in the process that has been at least reported today by a couple of different outlets so we'll see what the uh, the days ahead hold in that regard i know what the days ahead hold for you how nervous are you for the vote this year the Hall of Fame vote's coming up next week. Yeah, I, um, if I'm being honest, I haven't thought about it. Uh, because it's, you know, you know, you, you get, remember Jeff as a player, you have that internal clock. Like, you know, when training camp starts, you start getting, like, feel lousy because you know camp's coming. And then you get the regular season, your body's attuned to when the game's going to be played. Well, this is the fifth year I've done this. And so the last four, like, you get used to, the like, the cadence of what happens. Like, you fly to the Super Bowl, you do all the work up. And then the nerve starts kicking in as you get closer to the Saturday before um, Super Bowl. And so this year it's completely different. I think they're voting uh, five days from now, if I'm not yes. mistaken, the Correct. 19th. Correct. And and so it's not that I've, I'm very aware, but it's not top of mind because I'm used to, like, I really start thinking about when I get to the Super Bowl. So 
Um, outside of people like you, JP, bringing it up and asking me, you know, it's it's one of those things that this is the fifth year I've been in this position. I obviously hope I make it. I mean, my goodness, um, <laughs> more than any, I mean, as much as anything. But I have no control over it. They're going to vote. I don't even know when they're telling us. I don't know how they're telling us. The Hall of Fame has not, not let us know that at all. I don't know if I'm getting a call, you know, the 19th night. I don't know if they're waiting till the week of the Super Bowl to tell us. Unless you, you JP, you probably know more than I do at this point about it. <laughs> I don't. Uh, that's that's why I was interested to get your take on it. But I know it's different this year in the COVID world. So uh, all that. Now, you, uh, final thought here with you, Tony. You got a game this weekend on Westwood. What do you got? Yeah, I got. I'm doing the, uh, in my opinion, the best game of the weekend. Um, and because as the most, I think it's the greatest storyline around the Saints and the Buccaneers. I mean, you have Drew Brees who's probably retiring. And you have the greatest quarterback of all time who is defying Father Time and Tom Brady. So, uh, yeah, I fly out to New Orleans on uh, on Saturday. That's the Sunday game. And I'm looking forward to it. Cannot wait to watch those two teams play. I mean, the Saints beat them twice. Um, second time handedly beat them pretty easily. Um, but the Buccaneers are playing really good football right now offensively. That Saints defense is good. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how Drew Brees does. I didn't think he looked great last week. Um, you can tell he's, you know, father time is catching up with Drew Brees, unlike Tom Brady, who's beating him off. Um, but I can't wait to do it. Just to see those two guys go at it. Um, two good, really good head coaches on the offensive side of the ball, Bruce Arians, Sean Payton. Yeah, two good defenses, you know, with Dennis Allen's done and Todd Bowles for the, the Buccaneers. I mean, the, some of the better defenses. I, I think it's a fabulous matchup with a lot of good storylines. All right. Well, since it's going to be a fabulous uh, matchup, uh, give us a prediction. Who you, who you think is going to win? Boy, Jeff, I, I just get a sense that I think the Bucks are going to pull it off. And that makes no – I mean, if you look at the last two games, you'd say, well, why are you saying that? I mean, the Saints have dominated them. Um, I think I think the Buccaneers are playing better and better each week. I think offensively, um, they're really explosive. And I just – I'm not sure how many – I don't know how many points the Saints can put up on the board against that Bucks defense. So, um to say that, though, I picked them last time. I picked the Bucs to be in the last matchup because I thought they were playing well, and the Saints blew them out. So I think it's a close game, but if I had to bet, I'd uh, probably lean towards the Bucks. All right, Tony. Um, thanks for your time. Short notice. Appreciate you. And uh, yeah, great absolutely. call. Always. And, and uh, whenever this is final, I'm sure we'll do more shows like this. So we'll, wait and, we'll all wait and see. It's like waiting for the – you know, remember when they choose the new pope in, in the Catholic Church? You wait for the white smoke to come out of the Vatican. I think we're all waiting for the white smoke right now. Have a good one, Tony. See ya. Tony Baselli, pride of the Jaguars, left tackle, out of here. And, uh, you know, this is a fun day. And it's going to be a fun week for him. Hopefully hopefully that vote comes through for him next week. That would be nice. I hope Get so. But, uh, you know, look, uh, uh, t- t- I got firsthand experience to, to go against Tony. And, they, and I don't think there's any question because I went against a lot of other guys that are in the Hall of Fame and played, the, played left tackle. And, and Tony, I think, is better than – just about every one of them, to be perfectly honest with you. So it would be a tragedy for him not to get in. But uh, there are a lot of really good players on that list, JP. I mean, it's it's hard to argue uh, that uh, that some of these other guys on the list don't deserve to get in as well. And that's the great thing is, is that you're in the conversation, and, and clearly all these guys are great players. They are. And uh, let's just – hopefully we can put that to bed five days from now and, uh, you know, enjoy it with him and, and move on about our uh, lives here. Now, of course, today – 
It's Urban Meyer Watch. He is in the building, he is negotiating, and uh, there is nothing official yet from the Jacksonville Jaguars organization. We've seen the photos and the um, video work following him around town all day today after his arrival. So we'll see. And coming up, we've got an hour on the Jaguars radio network, another hour of Jaguars happy hour. And if anything breaks in that 60-minute period, we'll bring it to you live right here on this program. A lot of excited folks today, Logs, and rightly so. Well, I think that, that it, it's good reason because uh, you're talking about bringing one of the most successful coaches of all time at the collegiate level into your your team. And your team hasn't experienced a lot of winning, so the first thought is this team's going to win now. they got they got a coach, they're going to get a quarterback, and things are going to be different, and hope is a beautiful thing, J.P. It is. It is indeed, and we're back in a moment. The uh, network hour begins after this. This is Jaguars Happy Hour presented by the CSI Companies on the Jaguars Digital Network. <laughs> 